Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. Yeah, but let's, let's move to the next topic, which is the current industry situations from. Uh-huh. So she can get her notes together, but I think this is a good place we can transition. But appreciate you guys indulging that question because when I found the other, when I found that that uh, that clip, I was like, "Well, this is laugh because nobody will actually appreciate this if for real." <laughs> but you could see the fusion of these different things happening, and then this, yeah. So thank you for indulging that. I was very intrigued. Anyway. Go ahead. Um, today, we are discussing part of the industry that I believe you and Johnny are quite fond of. Um, and that is the world of theater. Um, I thought because, you know, of the thing that's happening, that thing is dominating film and, you know, television industry news. So. Today's story is about the premiere of a play on Broadway. It was just very recently, but this play um, actually debuted in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019. And then it went on to be played at West End. And now it's finally made its way to Broadway and it is called The Shark is Broken. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. The You've shark. heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, a who I haven't watched it, but just, you know, reading the description of it and knowing the people who are involved, um, I thought it was, again, a who. And it's basically just detailing the woes of the filming of jaws the movie apparently is a very stressful environment for cast and crew and people were very unhappy lots of egos lots of tempers and um a little a little smidge of alcoholism perhaps and the interesting thing is that the one of the characters the I read this article on the New Yorker. This isn't where I found it, but um, I found that the title was very funny and it's an edible fish story on Broadway. Um, And the main character is being played by Ian Shaw and he's playing the character of his dad, Robert Shaw. That was really funny to me. Robert Shaw was of course, one of the stars of Jaws and um, the son is playing the part of the father, you know, playing off of, of course, an understanding of who his father is and uh, family resemblance um but i thought that was really interesting and a hoot to see that 
Um, and he kind of details about how he had auditioned for a production of Hamlet and it was directed by another actor who was on Jaws, um, Richard Dreyfus. And he was telling him that he is the son of Robert Shaw. He was like really excited at that point. Of course, his father had passed. Um, and he, in his excitement, he was expecting a little excitement in return, but he says that, um, Richard looked like he had been punched in the stomach. And that was kind of the starting journey of Ian looking back and finding notes and finding more information on what exactly happened during the filming of Jaws. Um, and like I said, uh, it had prepared, it had appeared in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And Ian is kind of honest about his dad's issues with alcohol, um, how production kind of extended way past what was initially uh, projected. Um, his dad trying to find tax loopholes, so coming to the United States for certain periods of time. Um, and it was just very funny to see that all play out um the reviews so far are really good uh, at least for the broadway production um and they are currently running but you know we've talked before about the future of theater and broadway and all that so it's nice to see news of new plays premiering um and kind of seeing the industry still chugging along i saw that they even had like a mentorship two-week program where people could learn from industry greats um so it's all very heartening to see that um you know it's still continuing on and people are still enjoying theater um and that was kind of the industry news for today um broadway still very much exciting oh, yeah. lots of yeah Lots of movement over there. Rock on. It's Rockstar. Mm -hmm. She she does all that stuff with Broadway HD and like brilliant, like always pushing for Broadway, always pushing for theater. So props to her, props to the different producers who you know who you are. And for real, like it's (laughs) it's nice to see different um there's nice to see different things that are kind of fusing in the culture of Broadway now. Like it's definitely adjusting to the generations coming out. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I've noticed. And I think also it's kind of, it's kind of just updating the niche that it is. Like it is for a certain kind of audience It's doing, doing its niche thing. And I think that's what keeps it going because it's, you know, New York loves theater. So you're going to get it. (laughs) Yeah. A wonderful thing. It's I find it very, very, very lovely that it's a theater piece about a movie, which is wonderful. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Like, you know, it's, like, it's just like what is it? Oh, the movie industry. Okay, yeah, but people still the interest today in movies. Yes, they are interested in movies. Um, all right, well, let's do a play. Okay, we just I can, we can tell everything about what happened on the movie map <laughs> because every film, every film has a legacy. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. 
And I mean, the big ones, especially, like he's saying, Jaws, oh, 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 that's history. Um, you oh, know, and the shot breaking is the funny thing, you know, that's the funniest part of Jaws, you know. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't have been, a, I mean, the whole brilliance of, of like a, what became the brilliance of, of Steven Spielberg is, is the fact that he, he adjusted and like turned around and said, well, all right, the less you see of the shark, the better. And uh-huh. it works, and that's true. <laughs> I wish they would do that more with zombies, um, you know, because, <laughs> you know. The less you see of a zombie, the more scary it is. I mean, well, zombies walking down the road is not scary. Um, so there he goes and does that. And that made it so terrifying was that you didn't see the shark. You heard the shark, you know. The shark yeah. came with this, like, yeah, yeah, get a blaster yeah. in its mouth, you know what I mean? Like doing that whole number, bam, 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 you know. And uh, it, it was <laughs> the music. The sound, the sound that carried the fear. Isn't that wonderful? And then yeah. on top of it, I mean, that wonderful speech uh, that, that that was given is probably one of the, is always held up as one of the, if you want to like, you know, give a give a monologue and a truthful monologue, it's one of them. You know, I'm sorry, I've just blanked on his name, uh, the chap that we're talking about, uh, whose uh, son wrote the thing. Um, sure. Thank you very much. And um, sure, yeah, sure. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, that's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> you know, it happened once in a play we did, you know, where the guy goes, sure. And the other guy goes, sure. He goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and it carried on. Um, wasn't a good joke. That speech he does when he's sitting on the boat is, is always held up that one monologue. Because the intensity and the absolute 100% conviction that he gave to it, you know, as only a good alcoholic could. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, with all that that sadness and history and everything that is there, you know, it's so believable within that yeah. and of that time, you know. Um, uh, you know, Richard Dreyfus, uh, wonderful. Yeah, I mean. You know, don't walk in his shoes. Thank goodness. Um, and he and, performs and, that monologue every night during the play. By the way, does he? That yes. Is the, that monologue is that. That's what I mean. That's that monologue is. I I know it's his father, and I'm sure he still hasn't hit it yet. I'm sure every night yeah. he's sitting there going, "Tonight I'm going to hit it. Tonight I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to get it tonight. Tonight I'm going to get yeah. it." You know, because, uh, yeah, you know, um, it is the thing I just find that fascinating. I really do. Because if I had to think about all the background, because you think, you know, the time periods and what goes on behind the making of any film and what goes on, you know, in how you adapt and, and people die and histories change and you go through revolts, you go through the most amazing things. It's like we're shooting a film in the middle of a taxi strike where, you know, where we're shooting at the moment 
Uh, I mean, it is guns are going. I mean, people are being shot. It's being it's insane. We have taxis blocking every single road that goes through Cape Town. You have the police coming in there. You have this happening, that happening. You have people who are displaced. You have uh, mothers worried about their children who are not coming home. You know, and there's so many things that are happening. And in the middle of it all, there's a film being shot. That's how come wow. and in the middle of it all, there's a film being shot. Wow. Me. You get me. Now we're all on set. And that whole actual human drama that is occurring right outside, right there. We are oblivious to it. Wow. Because there's a drama going on inside. <laughs> We're shooting oh, in an gosh. enclosed kind of area. So there's a drama that occurs inside a little yes. world, a little circus, a little place in the middle of the madness. I mean, no, it's not on the side. It's not on the, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not choosing the other area. No, no, we're in the middle of it. I mean, you know, this kind of thing happens when it wants to. <laughs> yeah. Life happens Goodness. when it wants to, but we'll still be doing a movie in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. That's how it's, it goes. sounds. Yeah, it sounds Dramatic. like the the yeah. that set was a was a hot mess from from pretty, the details pretty, that they pretty, have shared. Pretty, a pretty. I mean, no, it was beautiful and wonderful as all are. But uh, <laughs> you're you know, you're very. It doesn't get exciting until you start breaking things. You know, you got to break things first before it gets exciting. Yeah. Mm. Donnie is like talking about the zoo. Like it's just like we walking down the sidewalk. But most people that come on to set will be like, oh no, what's going on? And that's just completely normal chaos of the circus. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, are you okay? Are you fine? Yeah. You know, I mean, we've uh, I've been through like, and I mean this, I driving to set. Um, I have driven through wow huge um, rioters who are violent and are breaking and are throwing stones and rocks and like big, like uh, what we call not kiddies. It's a a big stick with a big hard top, you know, which breaks and coming in there and like, you know, it's, it's fires going. It's like petrol, like, you know, Molotovs are being flung all over the place. And you're edging your car through this, you know. And the rule of thumb generally when you do that to get to set is don't rush. You know, when going through a riot, just make sure that you move, keep moving. Here's your and tip. it doesn't matter if the people are rocking the car. That's lovely. That's lovely. Go with it. Go with it. You know. Um, but just keep moving slowly at a steady speed. Don't ever accelerate. You know, slow, steady speed. It's like you walk past a herd of elephants the same way. You walk past (laughs) a herd of elephants very, very slowly. Yes. And and you don't make a noise. (laughs) You pretend that you're invisible. And if you're lucky, you'll get past. I mean it to get to set. Wow. It's a journey just to get there. You come through the gates of the set. That world does not exist anymore. That's true. As soon as you get on. Now, how is that? Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so wonderful about what you're talking about here, yeah, with this, this this beautiful representation of the behind the scenes of, you know, um, uh, so-called film world, which which is so fascinating. It's like theater world. Okay. Different. Yeah. Different. 
fascinating. But the joy of it, the joy of film and theatre in this, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's to me just the the most. Like you're you're speaking about the the the. the the occurrences of what happens when you walk in and lose the director, but hey, you know, your daddy's compadre, you know, your daddy's <laughs> buddy was there, you know what I mean? The man who, you know, has no name and he doesn't say anything when you tell him, you know. <laughs> he just goes white and goes, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought I'd just. Those are the films. Or the theater members you want to forget. Oh, good. <laughs> well, apparently, at one point, Dreyfus had like um, Shaw had in between takes was pouring himself a glass of you know something strong, and Dreyfus in between takes was so angry and frustrated that he took the glass and like threw it out of the porthole. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible thing to do. I mean, I hope Shaw <laughs> slept in silly. I mean that's a terrible thing to do. I mean, really. <laughs> but yeah, but acting opposites when you it's it's hard, it's a hard, oh it's 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 very funny afterwards. But when you're there, trust me, it's not. When you're on stage yeah. with somebody who's playing a lead, and uh, they they they're in their cups, you know, they're like really like oh hello, here we go. Okay, <laughs> then for a wild ride, they say. It is That's truly right. bucking bronca. It is a bucking bronca. Because the person mm-hmm. that rules on the stage is the person whose one eye is sitting in the other eye and looking out of one eye. And you know what I mean? Because they're going wild. They're going off script. They're going wherever they like. You know? If they decide to yeah. lie on the table and start taking their clothes off, well, you just got to play with that. You see? It's like, <laughs> yes. this is where we're at. You know what I'm talking about? You know, yes, and know everybody else that's on that stage with them who's working so hard to cover up look like idiots. <laughs> and the person who is wasted yeah. out of their skull and is out there comes out of it looking like a star. Wow. So I can understand I can understand the frustration. I can understand the frustration. Because yeah. then you've had a couple of those and you go on screen and you start like talking, I mean, come on, it's, it cannot be but interesting. But for the person who's acting opposite you, oh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. That's just the yeah. beginning, though, because then you think about what happens to the crew and <laughs> what the poor stage manager has to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's incredible. It's, I tell you. It's, <laughs> it's awful. It's, it's hell. Actually. It's hell. It's hell. That's why I try to keep the drinks away from cats. <laughs> we are running a dry operation. No, I let them drink during meals and stuff, but not like all the time on my. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. It's like the French bring out the like you know the, the, the wine, you know. Oh yeah, much, we bring out know, the wine. It's the yeah. normal thing. It's if normal. you did that in South Africa, <laughs> if you did this in that in this country, I promise you this. I promise you now, you would have the most interesting afternoon because this country <laughs> doesn't understand that it is an impossibility. Yeah, some places they in don't country understand to put alcohol on a table. And expects that one bottle, but no, no, no. 
One glass. No, 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 no. Not in South Africa. No. Oh. <laughs> let's let's yeah, go to no, the happen, question yeah. for for this this time. What's your question? Okay. My question is uh as follows. Um we talked about virtue and morals and <clears throat> extensively um after discussing the song um what is what are your personal moral compasses within the industry to make sure that you try to be as virtuous as possible according to your own definitions and what would your advice be to people trying to also maintain their own compass so that they can be virtuous within the industry because i feel like a lot of times it's very easy to lose yourself if you don't have that strong center point yeah absolutely right it's mm. it's 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 a discipline and mm-hmm. discipline of course is habit isn't it um the code and the ethic of the i mean when it comes to theater it's 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 very religious um you know uh, it's it, it, theater on its own the stage is somewhat venerated as a a, a place mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. sanctity almost yes a place of sanctity there's a reverence mm-hmm. a great reverence mm-hmm. to a to a stage um that is given by all except you know, in some yes <laughs> well I, i can't speak for for every but you know it's 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 the kind of way i've experienced it it's like you walk on there it's like it's it's pretty much like yeah you know mm-hmm. you hold your breath for a second there you know um you don't just walk in and go hello you know you you like because you feel there is a dignity as walking there um but that that it is it is given that and there are of course we, you know everything is engineered towards the whole the product you know to to get into that place but the only way you can do it is to have a certain you have to have a decorum that runs between all mm-hmm. you know there is that absolute and that is an ingrained habit of discipline that 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 uh, you, you learn from day one you don't cross it you know what i mean um there are the 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 uh the genteel i would almost say genteel courtesies that mm-hmm. are always offered to each other you know uh respect being mm-hmm. the major um uh, discipline is 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 uh which is which is so ironic when you when you place it in its entireties of of theater and actors and such the discipline is 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 templar almost it is it is in some way monastic contemplative mm, in some ways it is very kind of very it has a nobility mm. within it yeah of courtesy courtesy respect and of course everything is to a practicality as well mm-hmm. um and it is with that discipline that one is able to function 
Because when you yeah. take that discipline in and walk in, it is an automatic thing that clicks on within the person like anything else in a training. It is a training. And yes, it might also be ingrained within the self, you know, as to, to what you're doing. But when you walk into to the theater, when you walk towards the, across the board of the actual stage, or you walk into your, your, your dressing room, within that, you're holding a sense of dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dignity because of the respect um, for, you know. So that, that yeah, yeah, I would say that. You know, I mean, you walk out of that theater and everything goes to hell, you know. You walk out of that <laughs> theater and everything goes, you know, like that. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you know, suddenly all these beautiful, quiet, and lovely, and genteel, and lovely people speak so nicely to each other, soft tones, and lovely shouts, and you know, and then suddenly you open the door into the fresh air of the outside, and everybody turns into a monster. You know, oh. um, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Is this no, true nice also monsters, for very nice monsters, but you know what I mean? It all hangs yeah. out. It's no, like it's, it's almost not. like you know, it's like everybody do. pulled in the like garter as you walked in. The garter got pulled in, you know what I mean? Or the corsage or whatever, you know what I mean? You pulled it in as you walked in. <laughs> like that. So everybody's looking yeah. very dignified, and then the moment you finished everything and you walk out the door, you let it go and it all falls out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody becomes, yeah, you know. But while you're there. Uh, yes. Yeah, very, very religious. Is this the same for being on set? Yes. Okay. Yes. Every there's a there's a common dialogue that always happens on every single set, and that carries across the world. I've found there's there is a, a system to all and a way of conversing and who to converse to. You know, mm-hmm. on what topic and but where say, and when and what happens things. where and how it happens. And, uh, you know, and, and all these things. And, and it is always done with the good, no matter what the tension or pressure. Um, the only way to get through it uh, is, 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 is by one uses the courtesies that are there and ingrained. Like you, you refer to someone as sir, which is quite strange. You'll find people referring to each other as sir, ma'am. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's that sort of that, that down to that. You know, um, you know, in the old days used to be governor. You know, yes, gov. You know that kind of thing. Um, but there was yeah. always, there's always a certain yes. So no matter no matter how tense you are, the moment you come into another person's space, that tension will hold itself. You can be in crisis. It will hold itself and not reflect, and you will speak in a soft tone, and you'll speak gently, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's Because um, otherwise the whole thing is going to blow up. You know, you're dealing with a lot of gunpowder there. Yeah. yeah. People are mm. supercharged. Mm. Mercurial, artsy people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's artsy, you know, places that you make, it gives it a soft edge. Um, please believe me. <laughs> Woo-ha, you know, um, artsy, artsy, oh, yeah. artsy can be pretty. Uh, mm. Well, mm-hmm. I think I'll describe 
I agree mostly with what Johnny said. Definitely. For me, I think, though, the theater people are a little bit more courteous to me yes. than, than film people. Okay. Well, that's what I right. that's the only thing that Definitely I would... Definitely more humanity, yeah. Um, mm. That's the only thing I would disagree. Uh, as for me, I have a few things personally that I do. The first one is obviously I need to make sure everyone is getting what they deserve in my team, such as basic mm-hmm. things, rest, sleep, food, hey, these are very essential things. And I know this is a very sensitive topic because of what's happening right now. But yeah. um, but for me, this is a this is the groundwork. If you do not have enough money to treat your cast, crew, and every single peripheral person around your set or your stage with human dignity and respect, and you don't give them slave hours, then you need to reconsider, dear sirs. Yeah, absolutely. Because number one, if I have a crew that is with me, that is for me, that appreciates what we're doing, if I've cast, that feels special, that feels honored, that feels respected, that feels like, and the same with the crew. And then you, for example, something simple, pay on time, India, like, for example. That's a very simple thing. And I can say that to other countries as well. But like, that's a common courtesy that I definitely try to uphold. Now, mm-hmm. if you are doing a budget of billions and billions or whatever, whatever, like, of course, you can do one third, one third, one third. But at least you should have a very specific for me. It's like I need a specific contract. I need something that we honor the contract. We honor one another. We honor the writer. And then on the location, that honor and respect of the person is very important to me. For example, like the rank of the person in the hierarchy, for example, the stage manager. The stage manager is respected like a deity on stage Mm. because in some ways, because the crew cannot do their job well unless they listen to the stage manager. The talent Mm -hmm. could get hurt. So, So the deep respect and almost veneration that some people have for the stage manager's word, if the stage manager is reliable and respectful and honorable, is good. The same thing with the production staff or the producers. You know, if you have people that are trying to micromanage or do something or like go behind someone, you're not going to have a conducive work environment. So that's why the whole thing about what 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 uh, what Johnny just said is so important, because the whole thing can fall apart in like three seconds. The minute there's. Mm -hmm. So everyone just wants to to do the work, get it done and go, go home (laughs) and sleep. So we we kind of tend to have a very, at least in my my situation, I try to make a difference in how we present the work so that it is excellent, so that the audience has a memorable experience, but also so that the cast and crew feel really different, like they feel special or they feel like they got something like a good experience out of the work. Now, doesn't mean that there won't be conflicts, doesn't mean that there won't be disagreements. Doesn't mean that something will break. Doesn't mean that God knows what's going to happen. 
but it does mean that the the people together form a good team as much as possible. We make a product that is valuable to the audience and to ourselves. That's important. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing about this this whole idea of virtue is I tend to think about what would I want to put behind my name? Mm-hmm. What show yeah. do I want to put behind my name? What content do I want to put behind my name? Not just because of the face to the PR, but do can I sleep at night knowing the content that I put out? That's that's the absolutely. Can I sleep at night knowing the content that I put out, or will I feel regret? Is it something that I would be happy to tell my family about? Is it something that I would be happy to to share? Uh, I don't want to give anyone trauma. I don't want. I want to talk about difficult issues, but I don't want to give anyone trauma or uh, unnecessarily. You know what I'm saying? For example, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying the, it. The the, the thing I'm loving it completely. is that I must <laughs> have a a foundational point where everyone can say, "This is what working with her is like." Yes. That's my image. It's like a legacy. Image. It's what's happening in front of the camera and behind the camera. It needs to be consistent to me. Like, for example, one uh, person literally said, you add value to the productions that you do. Mm -hmm. And that's because why? We use the budget that we have and try to do our best to even help it look better than what a regular thing at the same thing will look like because why yeah. people that are doing it with with love they're doing it with with respect i don't know about like love and like i mean i don't mean like oh i love it but no it's more like they're doing it because they their heart is in it and that makes the, yes. the product better so i think that's what i'm getting at is my whole group and myself have to keep my our hearts in it we have to keep our minds believing the product and also we have to treat each other as well as we can so that's kind of the the end of it is like just to to make sure that the the, the staff the everyone from the people that all the way down to the people that are in the hotel where we are staying sees a difference in our group that's yeah. what i mean yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of also like thinking about the legacy that you're leaving behind. Yeah, because my art is going to say something. I'll be dead. Yeah. They, they might not even think about certain parts of things, you know, like they think about people's art, like long after they die, different ways, right? But I want to at least mm-hmm. feel good about it, you know? So, yeah. That you treat people with respect that they deserve and like, recognizing their humanity yes i want to treat them with dignity that's that's really important to me i know some people just want to make a turn a profit that's all they care about but that's yeah yeah absolutely so thank you for thank you for answering it so well yeah i don't know it's just i feel that what i owe to art i owe it to the art Mm -hmm. form i owe it to the art form because that's the key. That's the that's a real important part to me. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 
This has been a treat of a conversation, I have to say. Yes, and also, by the way, to everyone, please do check out Libyan music in its diversity because it is very, very diverse. I just found the the, for example, even though I hated the lyrics on that thing, <laughs> I did enjoy the bagpipe sequences in there. They were very talented in the middle, the the ones interspersing the lyric. But I do, I yes. do, like I said, I do apologize to one in Libya because we we were using this also as a tack to go on a different topic. So again, my apologies. And we can probably do another one at some point on your beautiful country. And I I would urge everybody to go visit Libya for sure, if you can, to Tripoli yeah. and is and just experience it because I think that's why we're going around the world in culture and because i think we need to we need to to showcase these little corners of the earth and big corners of the earth we're still in big big huge spaces right now yes we haven't got into small spaces yet we are in humongous yeah. areas so so i would like to just say to our dear audience as well that what we talked about today is only a vignette of something much bigger, much more diverse than you could imagine. And I just urge people to look beyond the media portrayals from wherever country you are and do some of your own researches and enjoy exploring with us. So I think this is where we cut the episode right now. So thank you for um, joining us again on this adventure of Second Seas Anthology of Cultures. And uh of course, we're not going to cover every single culture in the world. We can't, but these different vignettes yeah. that we have, we hope that you enjoy the journey. Thank you, everyone. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.